0: Hey everybody, Dave Hagen here. We all got to go to work every day. So I want to talk about nine steps to a better day at work. That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan.
0: Thank you and welcome everybody to this week's edition of the Financial Wellness Podcast. This is Dave Hagan coming to you from beautiful downtown Van Nuys with me as always, Mr. Brian Reed. Howdy, David. How you doing? I'm doing well. You know, we're in our like third season already can you this believe it? there's like uh, more than a hundred tracks that we've a hundred shows that we've done it's kind of crazy right and in our third season I don't know when we started this I didn't know if we'd get to a third season
2: pretty still going strong
0: still going strong still having fun and um, the surprising thing to me uh, still coming up with interesting stuff to, to talk, talk about, about. yeah uh-huh. no, it's kind of interesting so I'm looking through the Wall Street Journal last week like February of 2020, and I see this article, Nine Steps to a Better Day at Work, and it's based upon a, a book called Eat, Sleep, Work, Repeat, 30 Hacks to Bringing Joy to Your Job. And I'm going, I would like to read that book. I, I looked at it on iTunes, and mm-hmm. I'm going to download it. There's yeah. like three different sections, um, and I want to focus on the first Part which was talking about how to add interesting things to do to your day or to make your day better at work. The others were talking about building collegiality with your people and um, other kinds of things like that. But. I wanted to just talk about that. That book, Bruce Daisley, I guess is his name, and he's the former European vice president um, for Twitter. And the book is available on Harper One. So everybody go check that book out. We're just going to kind of kick around the first little piece of that and, and see, what, uh, see what we think. So nine steps to a better day at work. Number one, have a monk mode every morning. And when I first saw that, I thought, "What? What do you do? You going in and your <laughs> <laughs> some some Gregorian chant Chance. something every morning? No, I mean what they were saying is uh, set aside some work time. I you mean, know, you know, some quiet time where people aren't going to bother you either before or after your main hours. And in this case, they're saying, you know, every morning. And, um, use that as time to do deep work, to do thoughtful work or to prepare your day or something like that. You know, we've talked about this now that I think about it a couple times, Tim Cook and, and Branson and, and some of these other titans of industry, we're talking about quiet time where they, mm-hmm. they do their emails at home after they work out, but before they go into work or something like that. Um, so they try and have a little bit of quiet time to kind of focus their day, think about their day. I remember years ago when I, and I worked for a law firm, uh, one of the partners set out two hours in the morning where you couldn't knock on the door. And normally he had the, the, the clerks and the associates and all the people, you know, hey, what about this or that? And he said, you can't you can't come in the door for these two hours. And I thought... That makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah. And, but initially I thought, what a butt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what an arrogant butt. Just answer my question. And, you know, your time isn't that important, but you know what? One, it turned out it was. And two... Um, it was his chance to, to, you know, produce some um, paperwork for the day and to get people going and this, and this and that. And it really did make sense. And then, you know, you get a little older, it does make sense.
2: You know, I we think we've all probably had the experience of having to go in early to get something done for like a meeting that was going to happen. Sure. And the office has a completely different vibe when it's, you know, pre hours. Yeah. And you can focus up and get more done in that, you know, you can do an hour's worth of work in 20 minutes.
0: Right. No, absolutely. You get a you get a big coffee, a cup of joe, and mm-hmm. and you sit down, and it, and it's quiet, and you yeah, as long as you don't get distracted by your email, <laughs> right? Because that takes you down the rabbit hole. You're looking at this or that, or um, but if you can just pull out the the first thing on your list and and get that done, no, I I think absolutely. Now some people like to do this at the end of the day when it's quiet, and that's okay. Or if you just wanted to shut your door, that's okay too. It's just that early in the morning to get it off the done off the top is kind of nice to, to do that.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good way to start your day.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so we agree with that one. Number two, celebrate headphones. Now this, you know, this seems kind of unfriendly to me, but it's it's a clear indicator. Hey, don't talk to me, <laughs> you know. And maybe there's another way to do it. Uh, you know, maybe have a, a do not disturb light, or you close the door if you're fortunate to have an office. Um, so that's a way of letting people know don't don't bug me, and, you know, and it also blocks that sound. I admit
2: I've done that before, where I've you know had earbuds in and the power ran out on them but I left them in (laughs) just so people
0: wouldn't come over just leave me alone (laughs) oh my goodness you know I mean that makes sense you know I I know for a fact that uh, you know both of my parents are still living and I know for a fact that um, when Dad wants some quiet time, he doesn't put the uh, the uh, hearing aids in. And I said, Dad, you, you, you can't hear Mama talking. And he goes, Yeah. He goes, you, Nope, I can't. I can't. And that's by design, you know. I need some I need some downtime. But but I don't know. I, I guess you could get away with it, uh, but it, it does look kind of unfriendly. Look, they don't
2: know. Maybe just give a little bob of the head every now and then. Yeah. you know, or actually have some music on. You know, I mean, I guess if you're, you're one of those people that can I can sometimes do it if it's songs that I am very familiar with. Mm-hmm. So it's just background noise. Mm-hmm. But if it's anything new, I'll get sucked in and I want to hear everything in the lyrics. Now and you listen the to the lyrics melodies. and, you're, yeah.
0: and you're, you're on your way. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, celebrate headphones. I, I, I guess we sort of go along with that. You I'm going to give that one a thumbs up. Um, OK. OK. Uh, number three, meeting Friedri- free days. I like that you know, days that you've set aside. Now that's, that's great. If you can do it, you know, if if your job is like customer service, meeting free days or even celebrating headphones, isn't going to do it right. If that's your job, but uh, great, if you can do it. I remember uh, years ago, I had a heavy volume of people that were coming into the office to meet for me and meet with me. And, um, you know, at two and then one, and then at, you know, to two And it just, it ate up your day. Mm-hmm. So ultimately I said, look, you know, I need the mornings to respond to phone calls, draft documents, do the things that I need to do. And I will meet with people, um, every afternoon, five days a week, set me up for four or five appointments. And of course my afternoons were just like books solid, mm-hmm. which was a good thing for business. But, um, it allowed me to control my time and, and see people back to back. And I had the ability to do that. I had the energy and, um, and the, the natural um, inquisitiveness to want to know about, you know, what people were proposing or, or what their issues were. And it allowed me to control my time quite a bit and actually made that much volume uh, tolerable. What do you think? Uh, it sounds like you're just doing a
2: hybrid of it. You didn't, couldn't afford to do meeting-free days because you had to have meetings every day. Well, that's true. Day. That's true. So you just adjusted it, and I think people can do that. Yeah. Even if it's just two hours in the morning. I'll never have meetings set up during, you know, right. again. But it's like you said, if you can control that variable. If you can control that. Of your workplace. Yeah,
0: no, it makes sense. Plan your day out um, or plan your week out even, you know, meeting-free days. Number four, go for a walking meeting. Now, I never thought that this would work because someone would be out of breath. But uh, Steve Jobs used to do this. You know why? Because I saw him do it in the movies.
2: <laughs> so it must be true.
0: Yeah, it must. It must have happened, you know, but he was big on taking people out for a meeting. Hey, walk with me, you know, and they'd, they'd walk around the neighborhood you get some exercise. Um, it's, it's great for getting someone's total attention. Because the phone isn't ringing and uh, people aren't bringing in stuff for you to look at or sign or whatever. Um, So it's a good way to have a, you know, a a one on one. But first, you got to make sure that the person that you're walking with can do it. Because if you're running them out of breath and you're asking them to talk with you, uh, it's going to be a one sided conversation. Ooh, now there's an interesting strategy. When you want to control the conversation, walk them uphill. Schedule a walking yeah. meeting. Yeah, uh, walk them uphill. And then you go, and when you get to the top, you go, I'm so glad you agree with me on everything because you haven't expressed any uh, opposition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the things you learn, you know? But you also have to plan a walk, it seems to me, yeah. where you can't be interrupted. You can't walk around the business. You got to get out. It's got to be like a personnel
2: discussion or a long term thing because. You don't have computers. You're not going to have a whiteboard. Right. You're not going to have access to files. Right. Okay, Steve was able to pull it off fine, but I'm, I, I'm not really buying this one.
0: You're not buying it. No. Okay, I kind of liked it. Uh, um, you know, you also need to walk at a place where other people can't listen. You know, like you can't have a personnel conversation while you're walking through the, you know, walking through the office. Shouldn't have a personnel conversation where. You're standing in line at Starbucks you know because you don't know yeah, who's you would listening. need
2: you would need to have a lake nearby with no traffic this I don't see how this happens in New York City
0: Well okay you know yeah I've never been there so uh, you, you get around more <laughs> than I do but yeah a lot of traffic noise it, it wouldn't work so that kind of leads us to number five grab a coffee with a colleague Now I like that. Um, that, you know, it's great for focus. It's informal. Uh, um, you know, I think it would be great if you had to deliver bad news. I thought one of the most interesting scenes that I ever saw was in the movie Jerry Maguire. And he goes out with the boss for lunch. And uh, the lunch at the lunch, the boss fires him. And back at the office, everyone's calling his clients and stealing his clients. And so he's like running back to the office. I, I mean, I guess people do stuff like that. Um, but I thought grabbing a coffee with a colleague, not a bad idea.
2: I think it's a great way to establish this as an informal mm-hmm. meeting. And maybe you can sometimes get things done right. without the, the straight jacket of being in the office and right. the, the formality of it all.
0: Right. Of course, if it's a longer meeting and you're on your third latte, things might get a little intense. (laughs) You're wrong. No, you're wrong. More coffee? Yes. Uh, Yes, please, please. Or if you uh, sit down and and, then the the person you're sitting down with says, I'll have a triple shot, red eyeball, wake up something, coffee, latte. You're going, well, we're going to have this meeting go short. I don't want (laughs) to deal with this at the end. (laughs) Classic. All right. Number six, ban phones and meetings you know, I thought about this for a minute and I thought, duh. Um, you can't have, you can't have phones going off in your meeting. Isn't that frustrating? You sit down with someone or a group of people having a meeting and they set their phone right on the table and they're like checking their email and their, the thing is ringing and it's very distracting. Uh, I don't know. Nobody's that important. Nobody's that
2: important. I, that important. I mean, I, maybe you can ban phone use in the okay,
0: meeting. Okay, okay.
2: But, You can't tell, I don't, I would never tell somebody,
0: don't bring your phone in. I don't know if you're the boss, maybe you can get away with it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I got to tell you just a couple of minutes ago while we're recording, my phone starts going off. It looks like I had two or three things coming in and it's and it and it was damn distracting. Thank you. And I didn't pick it up and it was on silent and I've even turned it over. So I won't, I won't see the screen. But just with the little light going off or you hear it vibrating, it's it's distracting. Well, now we're getting into
2: a whole nother conversation of what is the proper etiquette of, you know, okay, so you put your phone on the table and it's down. Right. It, what are you telling the person that you're across from? from? I mean, we all do it now. Yeah, we it's, do. You know, it's are, should it be in our pockets? Mm-hmm. Should we not it, bring anyone? them out officially? I mean, we're going to have it on vibrate anyway. Yeah. So we're going to know something is happening.
0: Yeah. I've used it even the other way um, f- from time to time I'll set it out and I and I'll tell the person that I'm meeting with um you know um it it'll ring and 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 I just I click it off and I said this is more important to me the only call I pick up is like daycare for my son or mm-hmm. something like that um so I mean I guess there's ways to play it but um wow it can be it can be awfully distracting sometimes
2: in more than just business meetings, just in life, yeah, we're addicted.
0: So, so true, so true. I hear that on college campuses, they have a call blocker. So the prof walks in, and they turn on the the blocker, and it creates a no call, no text zone. Really? Yeah, yeah. And and apparently, I've I've heard it's it's common. So um, maybe I, maybe I just need to get me one of them. <sighs> I want to get one
2: right? just to set it off at and like a coffee bean and freak people out. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And maybe they should be built into all the cars. So people can't text in their cars or only text through the, you know, the Apple play device that's built into their car or something like that. So, um, you know we're gonna we're gonna have to start to deal with with those kinds of issues, especially as the the phone or the the com device, as I like to call mm-hmm. it, becomes more and more, uh, you know, more and more prevalent. So, um, yeah, I, I would I would ban phones, um, especially if someone is responding. It may be one thing to see it going off, but it's mm-hmm. certainly another thing to respond to it. Agreed. Your two thumbs up. I'm gonna.
2: We need to do something about the phones and meetings.
0: Yeah, yeah. Number seven, laugh. Now, I think that's great. Of course, that's why we're always kind of laughing here and having some fun at at TFWP. I think it's always good to laugh. But um, to a point, obviously, I think it's always a good idea to start a meeting with a joke. It's always a good idea to start a speech with a joke. Anyone who teaches public speaking will tell you, start with a story or a joke. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course... It's got to be a good one. But uh, it loosens people up. Uh, You know, you have to be careful with the jokes, especially these days. But, you know, I like to inject some some laughter into a a meeting. I think it it makes people breathe a little deeper. I think it loosens people up. Uh, I kind of like that. What do you think?
2: I'm in. You know, I'm a big laugh guy.
0: You're, You're a big comedy guy. All right. All right. I'm down with the funny. You're down with the funny. Well, that's part of your background too, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Number eight, operate a no-fly zone weekend with respect to your email. Hell to the yes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Kind of hard to do if you're one that's feeling uh, left out of the action or something. But absolutely. In fact, my um, business email, I don't look at on the weekend. And I know a lot of people are really impressed with themselves. Like, well, what if nothing can happen on the weekend because office hours are closed? (laughs) Nothing can happen. So don't bother me. Guess
2: what? If it was important, you would have called.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or or even business. Well, none of my business clients have my, you know, my personal mm-hmm. phone, I mean, that's kind of a mistake too, because if for no other reason, you don't want a client to call you and you think it's the wife and they, you pick it up and you go, Hey baby, baby, <laughs> cause that stuff costs you money. <laughs> you know, you can't do that. People won't understand. So I, I don't see my email on the weekend. I don't look at, I don't want to think about it. Frankly, uh, my personal stuff may be a little different. You know, if something, if someone wants to get a hold of me, that's got my personal email, I'll do that. But, um, hard to put it down.
2: It is but I've gotten pretty good at it at being able to not check it's like uh, they would have called
0: <laughs> yeah no and I think it's I think it's a healthy thing mm. I think it's a healthy thing all right number nine replace presenting with reading now that, that was interesting I never thought about that um, the article talks about um, uh, Jeff Bezos who says look I don't want a PowerPoint I want a Two, three, four-page document. Let everybody read the document. Then we'll have our meeting. What do you think?
2: No, <clears throat> you need visuals. That's what I think. You need the whiteboard. You need to now. Maybe the PowerPoint is going to be is going to happen after. Yeah. So you're letting your everyone know this is the journey we're about to take. Right. And let's go now. We're going to start at point one. Yep. That would kind of make sense. Yep, I agree. Do a summary, a pretty detailed summary, even. Right. Right.
0: But to ask somebody to read three or four pages when uh, all their life they grew up watching Gilligan's Island, it's going to be hard to <laughs> get them to focus. I think people listen better. I think they retain more when there's a visual component. When they're engaged yeah. with what's going on. No, no, absolutely. So I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. Although, remember, we were talking about, who was it? Uh, Charlie Munger um, mm-hmm. from from Brookshire. and. He went and gave a talk at, uh, I don't know, like uh, Harvard Business School or Harvard Law School or SC Business School, something like that. And they gave all the students a reading assignment ahead of time. They had to read uh, Warren Buffett's yearly letter, which, by the way, is no easy read. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of meat to get through Warren's yearly letter. But um, they made him read that ahead of time so that they had some context to talk. I, I agree with that. You know, read something ahead of time. But... To go to a meeting and say, now read this? I don't know. Also,
2: meeting time's precious. Yeah, you're wasting together time when you could have just said, yeah, email it ahead ahead of time and going, we're discussing this. Right. Be ready. Right, I mean, if you're...
0: If you're sitting there reading something, you're going to miss the first two verses of Kumbaya when everybody comes together. And a great opening joke. (laughs) That's right. And the great opening joke, right? That's right. you know. Oh, man. So those are the nine that were put together by by this author. I've got a couple of my own. What do you got? Um, Well, I got this. First of all, schedule about half of your day. When you come in in the morning, schedule about half of the day. If you schedule all day, you're not going to complete it. Most efficiency experts say that uh, if you're in the office for eight, you're productive five, and five is good. You should be happy with five. More is better, but you're probably only going to be productive for five. Um, Secondly, have a hit list of stuff that absolutely must be done before you walk out the door. I remember years ago, I was um, listening to some... uh, um, um, motivational speaker, some, um, some business speaker. And they said, look, how do you get stuff done? He goes, think of it this way. If someone said, uh, if you get all the stuff done on your list by two o'clock, um, I'm going to put you on an airplane that'll take you to a boat and you're going to be on a cruise for two weeks. How quickly could you get down your list? And you're going, well, I could, I could really, I could ramp it up. Then he goes, why don't you just do that all the time? (laughs) And then you could go home if you get it done early. And you know, that makes sense. They, one, of the, one of the axioms or, 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 or um, principles that um, efficiency people talk about is that uh, the, the work expands to the available time to do it. So, I mean, you could, you could spend eight hours. A typical person would spend eight hours on a one-hour project. And if you try and break through that, that human nature trait, you could certainly be more productive. So, you know, have a hit list, get it done, schedule a good part of your day, realize that you're going to lose a good part of your day because, you know, Joe, Joe comes in and wants to tell you about this or that or has a question and you haven't scheduled that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, another thing uh, about scheduling part of the day is schedule some time to eat out of the office. Now that, That's hard for me because I just go, oh, I got so much to do. I got my hit list. I go, blah, blah, blah. I'll just uh, grab something. And then and then you're hangry. Right or you you don't angry eat. is bad yeah and you don't eat you don't eat the good stuff you go well you know I really should go over to the Whole Foods and and you know get a a grain sandwich or this or that and you go no just just better to go down the hall or go to the gas station across street and just get a you know a candy bar and that's that's not good for
2: you that's not going to work yeah
0: the other the other side of that is at least for me eat light mm-hmm. eat light you know I I eat a whole sandwich and some fries I'm I'm full. I got greasy food in me and I'm falling asleep. It's nap time. Right. Yeah. So, you know, eat like half a sandwich, eat something light, eat some grains, eat some salad, something like that. You know, um, the other thought that I had was have a wind down procedure. You know, before you go, don't just say, I the last thing and, and walk right out. Have kind of a procedure. Go over the day's accomplishment. Evaluate the day. How efficient were you? Was it a successful day? Did you get too distracted? It doesn't have to be a long evaluation. It doesn't have to be a long wind down, but just something. And then sketch out on a piece of paper a couple things that you want to do for tomorrow. What What's important for tomorrow? And that way you can kind of put that aside. And when you go home, maybe maybe you won't think about it so much. No, I've heard that.
2: Um a way to deal with anxiety over what's coming tomorrow or when you have a lot of things to do yeah. is to make sure that it's all written down so that you go, all right, it's done. I've thought yeah. about it. It's all written down. Go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At least try to.
0: Exactly. You know, one other thing that, that just occurred to me that I always try and do, and I, and I, I borrowed this concept from the construction trades, always clean up your work area. So in the morning you start with a clean desk. Or in construction, a clean construction site. Don't mm-hmm. leave don't leave tools out. Don't leave papers out. Kind of tidy it up so when you walk in, it's it's a lot easier to face.
2: I worked in a restaurant a long time ago, and uh, yeah, you've got to break down the kitchen, clean it, and you know reset everything for oh, the next day. Wow, you worked so, in a
0: restaurant? I didn't know that. I did. Yeah. What kind of food? Uh, uh, it was a chain. <laughs> a chain. <laughs> I think it was, we. Were,
2: it was like a, It was called the Cooker. The cooker. I never even e- heard of that. East coast. East Company, coast thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, we all we all started. I did fast food. I'm not going to tell you where. Uh-huh. But we, I think we all started at you know some kind of fast food place. I mean, that's that's a great place to get a start. You know. Yeah. You know. I think one more thing: find a way to find a way to have some fun or to you know to get a sense of a, a accomplishment. I mean, think about this: you spend eight out of every twenty-four hours working. Or think about it this way: you spend eight out of your sixteen waking hours. Working and that, thats a—that's a big commitment, you know. And if—and if, and if you—if you're not having some fun, or if you're not having getting some sense of accomplishment or fulfill, fulfillment, do something else, you <laughs> know. I mean, because otherwise it's like a prison sentence. Uh, and there's so many other things you can do. We're, we're t- taught, at least we were taught you had to go to high school then you had to go to college and you got to get a job with the corporation it's, it's not so much like that anymore and it doesn't have to be and really never had to be go work at Club Med you know I went back to a high school reunion years ago and the guy's going yeah I, I play the trumpet you know in the band on a cruise ship and I go well you know I do billable hours and he goes I've seen the world and I'm mm-hmm. wondering you know who's, who had the richer life experience probably him you know, he might not have had as much in his 401k, but is that always the, you know, the bottom line? It's important to think about, it's important to pursue, but is that the important line? There's a lot of the world I haven't seen. Yeah. I, haven't, I, I mean, haven't, there's
2: an opportunity cost for everything.
0: Yeah. I haven't seen anything in, in Asia, South America, Australia, um, you know, and that's, that's, um, that's a negative in my life, I think. I am going
2: to say now's not the time to go to China.
0: I would say pretty much uh, ex-nay <laughs> on the China. name. ex on the China right. A. South Korea's uh, got a lot of coronavirus going around and uh, where is it? Italy.
2: Italy, yeah.
0: I was cracking me up the other day. They, they were whispering in the office and I go, what's up? They go, the Pope. The rumor is the Pope's got coronavirus. And I'm going... I'm sure the Pope will be just fine. He's got a he's got a direct line. He'll be he'll be just fine. So, yeah, funny stuff, right? Funny stuff.
2: Well, not funny. It's kind to scary, but
0: uh, <sighs> we'll be fine. But it's, we're funny. It's, that's it's, the important part. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. You can uh, listen to the TFWP, get a couple pieces of uh, important information to chew on for the week, and have a little laugh with us. That's the that's the good stuff. You you got anything that? Uh, the one thing, though, no, you and I are pretty similar
2: in our, our tactics, although um, I used to use lists mm-hmm. and then I would just throw them away mm-hmm. and I would have a lot of sense of uh, accomplishment and making right. sure I'm you know crossing things off. Right. I just started saving them. Interesting. So just a pile of save lists mm-hmm. and you can kind of go back and look at what you did. It's the same thing as just keeping a calendar, right. except there's the, the physical sensation of crossing right. it off and then you know it's more tactile for me at least
0: right 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 i tried to do it on the phone on the or you know they have these programs lists or Mm -hmm. just even your memo file it just it doesn't it doesn't feel the same
2: yeah i'm a little more tactile right um, about that you know stuff at least
0: yeah and to be able to put a line to it very satisfying
2: no it's great i love it
0: i'll tell you i'll tell you one way that i cheat um and don't tell any of the listeners okay
2: that's a good call
0: I put one or two really easy quick things at the top of my list, right? <laughs> so I can I can I can get those done right away and then I look at my list and go, "Man, I'm rolling." <laughs>
2: Let me guess. Number one, wake up. Number yeah. two, stretch.
0: <laughs> Number one.
2: Number three, shower.
0: Sit down in the chair. Number two, uh, you know, fill up the printer with paper or whatever. But uh, a couple of easy little shorties kind of get you going. And then and we're ready for a break. Good yeah, job. You, go. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. You know me too well. All right. So there you have it. Nine steps to a better workday. A couple of add-ins from Brian and myself. Something to think about as we all go through our workday so normally we're going to uh, do some emails but uh, engineer Scott's over there looking at me going cut 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 we're running long so we're not going to do any emails we'll save the one that I had planned for today uh, next week or the week thereafter and uh, we look forward to talking to you then this is Dave Hagen and you've been listening to the financial wellness podcast